0: In Colossians 4.14, Paul says to the church at Colossae that Luke, the beloved physician, greets you, as does Demas. Then again in Philemon, verses 23 to 24, Paul writes to Philemon that Epaphras, my fellow prisoner in Christ Jesus, sends greetings to you, and so do Mark, Aristarchus, Demas, and Luke, my fellow workers. Finally, though, we get to another writing of Paul, his letter to Timothy, his second letter to Timothy. And in this letter, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 9 through 10, the apostle Paul says to his young son in the faith, Timothy, do your best to come to me soon, for Demas, in love with this present world, has deserted me. We see that in Paul's final letter, Demas has deserted Paul due to his love for this world. How we finish matters. Paul and Demas are a tale of two finishes. We just saw how Demas finished, started off with commendations from the Apostle Paul, even go so far as to call Demas his fellow worker. The Apostle Paul finishes the race of his faith really well. In 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7, Paul famously says that, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith through beatings, and shipwrecks, and nearly being stoned to death, and all of the other various things that the apostle Paul faced. Yet again, we see in Demas, a man who was once faithful and ends, at least as far as we know, faithless. We ought to strive to be like Paul and finish well for the sake of our families, our churches, and our communities, and for the sake of building our cathedrals. Well, what do I mean by that? What do I mean by the building of our cathedrals? Well, back in the medieval times, in the Middle Ages, when the medieval cathedrals were being built, these buildings would take hundreds and hundreds of years, multiple generations, for these beautiful structures of architectural beauty and genius to be completed. The first generation of men who set to putting stones to the foundation of this cathedral would never see it built. The generations that came along halfway through the process would never live to see it built. Even the men that came along roughly three quarters of the way through the process would never live to see it built. Why did they do this? Why did they spend their time building these buildings they would never see completed? because they had a vision for the future. They had something worth building for, their families, their children, their communities, their progeny, their children's children. Paul is passing on a legacy of Christian ministry to and through Timothy. We see this in the scriptures. That which Paul built through Timothy, what you and I still stand upon today, those men and their work, was something that Paul never saw. He was building something that he likely knew he would never live to see. We do the same thing. We raise up our children in the paideia of God. We ourselves grow in the faith. Our elders teach us and raise up the next generation of leaders in our church communities. We are all engaged in cathedral building, if you will allow the metaphor, and we are building a cathedral that will not be completed until long after we are gone and our children's children take up the task of fitting the final stone. The modern church in America is, in a sense, a history of people abandoning Paul, of people leaving behind true doctrine to have their ears tickled, chasing myths, breeding foolish and ignorant controversies, causing divisions, having the appearance of godliness, but denying its power. Whether it's critical race theory and social justice ideology, warming its way into American churches, teaching its damnable lies about human anthropology, claiming humanity is nothing more than the oppressed and their oppressors, pitting whites and non-whites against one another in a race war that serves ultimately to destroy the Christian foundations of Western culture, whether it's transgender ideology working its way into American churches under the guise of such pernicious Falsehoods like pronoun hospitality, an ideology that is physically, mentally, and spiritually mutilating the most innocent among us, those being our children, or if it's cheap, easy believism and consumer driven Christianity, with churches touting their on site coffee bar and best selling worship band, all in an effort to get you to come and sit in their auditorium and listen to a TED talk, thinly veiled as a sermon. These and many other examples typify why people are abandoning Paul in America, why the landscape of American Christianity is soon to go the way of Western Europe. I, however, and praise be to God that I am, am a post-millennial, and I have a glorious hope for the future, not just the future after Christ returns, but the future of humanity and this world and the expansion of the kingdom of God before Christ returns to fully consummate his rule and his reign. Ours does not have to be the bleak future that it appears to be. Let us obey the words of Paul. Let us raise up the next generation of Timothys. Let us fight the good fight and finish the race. Let us preach the word of God in season and out of season, a word that is still and will forever be profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, excuse me, equipped for every good work. And as for us in our houses, we will serve the Lord. We will build cathedrals. We will not abandon the gospel. We will fight the fight and finish the race. Outposts of the kingdom, as my pastor likes to call them, will always be manned as long as the people of God hold fast to the word of God.